Good evening, everyone. Um, in junior church, we say it's Bible time. But um, it's still Bible time, even though it's still the big church. We fear coming down to the big church, we in the junior church. But um, I know that the Spirit of God is going to help us tonight. Um, I'm filling in for Pastor, who is away on holiday. And um, let's keep praying for him um, um, while he's away. I know that his mind is here with us. And much more importantly, we know that the Lord and the Holy Spirit is here with us tonight. Um, The Lord has laid in my heart tonight that we will look into the Word of God from the book of Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. So if you would open to your Bibles together with me, um, to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians is in the New Testament, um, for people who are not very familiar with it. And tonight, we're just going to be reminding ourselves of some of the things that the Lord has been doing in our church. Um, And also... To, to learn from the Word of God from this, from this one verse. But I want us to read from Galatians 6, from verse 7 tonight. Galatians 6, from verse 7. Let us pray before we go into the Word of God. And Lord, we thank you tonight. We appreciate you for the opportunity to open the Word and the Bible tonight again. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit will take absolute control. Lord, I surrender myself to you, Lord. Don't let it be me, Lord, speaking. But, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would, would speak through your word tonight. Lord, we pray that you will do what you've planned to do in our midst. And, Lord, we pray that none of us will go back empty-handed. Lord, we'll be blessed, and all the glory will come back to you. Lord, we thank you for this night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, I want us to look at the word from, from, from verse 7. Um, So Galatians 6 from verse 7, I'll read to verse 9. And the Bible says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. We all know the verse. For he that soweth to the flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit, shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And the verse that we're going to be looking at tonight um, much more is in verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. The Bible says in verse 9, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. Why does the Bible say, let us not be weary? In well doing. Because each and every one of us we have in us that we are we're human beings and we could grow weary. We could be faint. But the Bible is saying here that we should not let that is there's an action word there, let don't be weary. He's saying to us, Don't be weary. In the book of Isaiah chapter forty, Isaiah forty, um, Verse, verse 31 
Isaiah 40, verse 31. If you have your Bible, you can open to that. Um, the prophet Isaiah here was reminding us and saying that in verse 14, from verse 28, from verse 29, it says, He giveth power, that is, God giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. Every one of us, we've got the ability, because we are human beings, to be weary. You know, and sometimes we are weary. Sometimes we do faint. That's why there's an action word, there's a call for us not to be weary. I don't know in what area of our lives tonight that we are growing weary or we're growing faint or we're growing discouraged. The Bible is reminding us here, let us not be weary. It could be maybe in our family lives, maybe it could be in our personal lives, maybe it's in the work of God. The Bible is saying, let us not be weary. Because there's a tendency to be weary. We start a thing, we could be weary. I mean, I know in January many people start with New Year resolutions. And maybe some people are weary already. It's one month more for 2014 to go. Let us not be weary. Because we've got a tendency to be weary. Now, it's saying there, in verse, um, if we look at another, another part of that verse, it's saying, for in due season we shall reap the reward in due season. The Bible says um, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, all of that chapter 3, that there is time for everything. There is a time for sowing and there is time for reaping. So maybe we've been sowing since all this time. The Bible is saying that there will be a time for reaping. There's a time for reaping our reward. He's saying, in due season, you will reap the reward. So, that's why we should not be weary. Because we know that the reward is coming. Um, except, of course, you, we've been sowing bad things. <laughs> then we should. We should, of course, be careful. Because even from that verse, verse 8 that we, we read, it says, people that sow into corruption, we reap corruption. But we're talking about good things here. It says, don't be weary in well-doing. It's saying we should not be weary in well-doing. Because we know the reward is going to come in the due season. Um, when a woman is pregnant, we know that the due season will probably be around nine months. You know, all things being equal. So, you, you don't expect a woman to be pregnant in the first month or the second month to have a child in the third month. There's always a time of incubation, a time where the child will grow. God has been doing some things in our lives. There will be a time to reap. So we should just hang on. Another part of that verse is saying that um, God will reward. You know, oftentimes we forget that God sees what we're doing. And we constantly have to remind ourselves, God sees us. God knows what we're doing. He says we will reap the reward. There will be a time of rewarding. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, that God is 
and he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. God is a rewarder. And there's nothing that we do for God that will go, you know, unnoticed. So God will reward us. God will bring the reward. Whatever thing that we've laid our hands upon, it will reward. Especially um, when it's something that God is involved with. I believe that every one of us that are here, we're in church tonight. And what we're encouraging ourselves is that in the well-doing that we're doing, or in the good things that we're doing, God will reward us at the diocese. But why am I bringing up this topic tonight? Or why is God bringing up the topic tonight? I think we want to go further than, we want to expatiate a little bit on some of the things that God wants us to be encouraged in, in LifeGate. And, um, I mean, I wasn't born into this church. I know some people were born into this church. But I've been in the church for, for a few years now. And there are certain things that, in my, in my own experience, I've seen the good things that the church have been doing. And I think tonight, we just want to encourage ourselves. We want to look at some of the things so that we will be able to pinpoint to the things that God wants us to continue to do so that when the due season comes, we will not miss the reward. Because this is a promise. This verse is a promise. It's saying, I will reward you in due season. But there's a condition if you faint not. So if we don't know, we might actually faint. We might be weary. But tonight we just want to encourage ourselves that there will be a time to reward for rewards. And God, who is a just God, is watching us to know what we're doing. Now, if I were to ask one of everyone here or somebody here, um, what's actually the culture in LifeGate? What would you know LifeGate for? If you come into this church, what are the things that you would notice about this church? Um, because if you go to some churches, I mean, I've been to some churches, and when we, with my kids, I would ask them, what did you notice in that church? They will tell you some things. Some things are funny, some things are, you know, probably true. But in LifeGate, what would you actually say about LifeGate? If I, if, if I were to ask you now, what are the things that you know LifeGate for? I hope they're good things, but, you know, just keep the thoughts just there. <laughs> keep the thoughts just there. But in, from my own observation, I want to say one or two things that I've seen about LifeGate. And I believe that these are the things that we should continue to do. The first thing I want to say is about the hospitality and the love in this church. Um, again, I will go back to, to when I first joined the church. Um, I remembered very well when we joined the church, we had no car. And... Um, some people in this church would actually take us back home after service in the morning. And they will also suggest they will come and pick us for the next service and for other services. And these are good things. These are well-doing. This is the kind of love that I've seen in LifeGate. Um, in fact, somebody gave me a car in LifeGate before. <laughs> but the car was stolen before I took it. <laughs> um, but this is the kind of things that we've seen. I can talk about many, 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 many things that I've seen how people share love. Um, a lot of people would invite you to their homes for, for dinner, for, 
for lunches. Um, I've seen people sharing, sharing clothes, um, sharing things that they have. Um, people have shared kindness. People have talked about advice. They call you apart and say one or two things to you, encourage you. And these are good things. These are well-doing um, that I've seen in LifeGate. I don't know about you, but I think maybe you should agree with me. Or do you disagree with me? Do you disagree? Anybody disagree? Raise up your hand. Okay. I think I'm, a, I think I'm saying the right thing here. There's a kind of love and hospitality here. And if it's not here, we should really be surprised. Because Jesus said in the book of John chapter 13 verse 35. If you have your Bible, open that with me. John chapter 13 verse 35. Jesus said in John 13.35 that by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. If there is no love in any among us, we're not really showing that we are disciples of Christ. And we know that when we show hospitality to others, I know of countless testimonies. I just don't want to be mentioning it. I know people who have said, because somebody did this to me in church, that is why I'm doing this. Because some people showed me, opened their house to me, that is why I'm doing this. Because some people showed me kind of love, that is why I'm here. Many people, I've heard of countless testimonies in LifeGate. You know, it's a good thing that we have, and we should cherish it. It's not something that should go away from this church. It's something that we should encourage ourselves. We should do more of that. We should be seeing many, many more of that. Um, the, some people talk about the good old days, you know, but, you know, this is the church of God. There should be no good old days. There should always be good times all the time. Um, we can say, well, when the church was smaller, we knew each other and everybody um, knew who was there and all that. But you know what? We don't want God to diminish our church so that love could continue to abound. Regardless of the numbers, we should all show men that we are God's disciples by the love in this church. Love should not be something that we should discount. You know? But it's good. We're still seeing it. We're still seeing the support. You know? We still, we still show the love of God. And it's something we should keep fresh in our hearts. Don't let our hearts be callous. We should show more of it. You know, I know some people have the tendency to show more, but that doesn't mean you that you don't have a tendency should not try to encourage yourself. Try to show the love. Try to show somebody the love. The second thing I've seen in this church is we drink a lot of tea. <laughs> okay, we share, we do a lot of fellowship. We do a lot of fellowship. And... Um, it's not a bad thing to share fellowship. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, if you, if you have your Bible, you can open it to it as well, or if you want to put it down. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. And we are being enjoyed here that we should not forsake the assembly of each other, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exalting one another 
and so much the more as she see the day approaching. Jesus wants us to have fellowship together. The Bible wants us to have fellowship so that as the days approach, we will not fall aside. You know, um, I was joking that we, we drink a lot of tea, but during those tea times, there are many things that we share, that we share with ourselves. Um, and sometimes, maybe during those times, are the times that you will see a need in my life, that you will actually say, maybe I should be praying for this brother. Or maybe that's the time I will see a need in your life that I will say, I should be praying for this brother or sister. Um, also, my experience, I remembered very well. When we came to the church again, um, one of the reasons why we, we started to come to church was a fellowship program. I don't know if anybody remembers that we used to have um, Easter treasure hunt. Okay, we used to have treasure hunts in church. And um, so that was one of the times we came. And we, we came on a Sunday. We were asked, oh, there's going to be treasure on the following, the following um, week, Saturday. And we were there. So these are some of the fellowship times that we should, we should rekindle. Because these are the times that we can all mix together. We can talk about other things. Um, it's not a time where we're preaching all the time that we, we cannot respond. But there's a time for us to mix together and see other people's needs. I can remember countless, countless programs in this church. Um, Evoca, we used to go to Evoca, I think about twice a week, twice a year. And they were beautiful, lovely times. You know, I was thinking maybe Evoca was too small, it's too small for us now. But groups can still go to Evoca if God gives us the chance. Men can go to Evoca, ladies can go there. The men's home, guys in the men's home can go and take, you know, um, holidays there. Youth can go there. And these are refreshing times that we actually mix together. And these are lovely good times. I remember playing football um, one night um, with Mr. Um, what's his name, Brian. And um, we were playing late in the night. I think some people got into trouble later on after that, you know, because we were making noises. But these are beautiful, lovely times that which we have, we have in this church. We have our church programs. We have Christmas programs. The Christmas dinner is going to come very shortly. And these are times of fellowship that we should not take for granted. In fact, the Bible enjoys us to continue with this fellowship, this assembly. They not just, don't, let, don't let us look at them like, oh, these are just church programs. These are programs that could touch lives, that could actually encourage people to come. Um, Picnics. We usually have picnics. You know, sometimes we go to the Kellys, we go to the right, to the Parkers, we go to pastors' houses. These are things that we should encourage ourselves to do. Christmas, we do parties as well. We know birthday parties and all that. You know, we do. We have a lot of fellowship, and we should keep it fresh. We should keep it fresh in this church. God does not want us to work in isolation. You know. In my own life, I've, I've found out that the time I'm trying to walk in isolation, I'm thinking, oh, I'm the only me, and everything, all the world is falling, on, falling apart on my head. That's when the devil would actually come and take you and just tear you apart. We should not walk in isolation. Let us continue to be working in fellowship. So those three times are lovely times, and we should encourage it. The next thing I want to say is, that I've seen in this church is... Um, I want to talk about our prayer. We all know the verse that um, 
we shall pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians chapter five or seventeen says, "Pray without ceasing." This is a church that prays. Now, maybe we've not been doing much of this nowadays, but I know this is a church that prays, and we, I know we pray a lot. I remember very well we used to have um, Saturday meetings, praying Saturday meetings. Uh, we used to have revival prayer meetings, men's meetings. Um, even our Wednesday with services, we pray a lot. And Sunday, Sunday services, we pray a lot. And these are glorious, glorious times that we should, as the Bible says, we should not be weary of doing. These are the well-doing that the Bible is talking about here. He says, um, we should not be weary, because if we do this, we will reap the reward. Let's look at um, Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And Jesus, this issue of prayer, we should, it's something we should not discount, because in the church of God, if we're not praying, um, it will just be like any other gathering. If we're doing any other thing and we're not praying, we're not doing the business. Jesus was talking to, to um, a, par- a parable to a group of people, and a group of people, and he said to them that men ought always to pray and not to faint. In fact, that is actually cutting across our verse, our text tonight, that we should not be weary, we should not faint. We ought to pray always. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. I know we pray a lot, and the prayer should be one of the what prayer should be one of the bloodline in this church. You know, Jesus said, "My house shall be a house of prayer." This place should be a house of prayer. We should not be doing less of praying; we should be doing more of it, because if we're doing less prayer, the reward is going to be less rewards. Um, I'm sure we can recall times of glorious prayer meetings. I know we can recall of the times where the Holy Spirit will fill, we will, will fall upon us literally um, in our prayer meetings, glorious prayer meetings. And these are prayer meetings that we should go back to. We should not be faint in doing them. We should go back to the times where we're happy to be in the presence of the Lord. You just don't want to go home. I remember meetings that we just want to stay there and stay, stay and pray. Um, we've had times where we had to fast together as well. You know, a time of fasting together. And these are times that we should go back to if we want to continue to reap that reward. We should not be weary because God loves these programs. God loves these things that we do. We should remind ourselves these are good things that we must not faint about. So that the reward will come. There are many things that we need to pray for. You know, countless, countless needs around us. We need to pray for the lost. We need to pray for, you know, the needs in our life. We have private needs as well. We need to pray for the sick. We've got people who are sick among us. We need to pray even for the, for the church, for the growth of the church. What about praying for others? We need to pray for our pastor. We need to pray for, you need to pray for brethren. You need to pray for me. I need to pray for you. Because we all have different needs. Prayer should not be discounted in this church. We should continue 
to pray. Jesus said, pray without ceasing. All men ought to pray and not to faint. We must not be weary with prayer at all. If we're going to be weary in anything, not in prayer. And we should always remember that. Yes, we're praying, but we must continue to do it. Because all these things, it's not about, yes, I've done it before. But it's in doing it over and over and over and over and over and over. And that's how we're not missed the reward. And the last thing I want to say is about evangelism. This one, um, evangelism and outreach. It's one of the first things that hit me in this church when I got to the church. Um, I remember one of the days, Pastor and I, we went out and somebody said, I'm going to bring down a gun and I can shoot you now. You know, out of the bloom. Out of the, we went to his house, which he gave us tea, and then he said, nobody knows you're in my house now. And I can bring down a gun and shoot you. But after we were praying in ourselves, after we left, we said, well, we're given the gospel. And if we die, this will be a good day to go. Because we're sharing the gospel. And we used to be very excited about going out, calling and all that. We must not be weary with our evangelism. It's exciting. When we go out, we see what God is doing in people's lives. After all, you are not doing the work. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, that go ye therefore, go ye therefore. Before then, he said, all power has been given unto me. So the provision for evangelism is there. The provision is there. It's not our power to, to convert anybody. God has all the powers. We all just have to go. And, you know, if we're looking up unto God, we don't need to fear men. We just need to look up unto God because he said, all power has been given unto me for in heaven and in earth. The power to save people belongs to God. It does not belong to me. It doesn't belong to you. We are just vessels that God is using. And this is, these are good things. You know, we go out calling Tuesdays, Saturdays, we go out calling people, go and visit other people. You know, I remembered um, we went out to some families um, down in Tala. Um, the lady in this church and myself, and we, we, we got to the house and we went to preach, but they were telling us about other things in their lives. These people are not church members. And people people out there want to they want to meet with us they want to talk to us they know that we are christians and these are things that we should go back to do if we've not been doing it or these are the things we should not be wary i know we're doing it okay i'm preaching to the converted here but these are things that we should not be wary in doing because god wants us to continue to do this these are where the rewards are going to be this is what god is going to reward because these are the well-doing he's talking about that we should not be weary. Because if we're weary, we can miss the reward. It's a blessing. It's a condition. It's a conditional blessing there. We go out gospel. We do gospel meetings. We share tracts. We do um, gospel in every house. We share the, the, I know we've shared so many, so many tracts and, and all in this church. The Bible says that the person that wins soul is wise. We should behave like wise children. The proverb said, the one that wins soul is wise. We should behave like wise children and continue to do this. Now, all these good cool things we've said about the church. 
we can we can say, well, now David is going to is going to say something. Well, I'm not going to say something. I'm just going to say we should all be encouraged. These are nice things. These are good things that God wants to reward. That if we're not doing them, you know, I don't want to say we're going to miss the reward, but Jesus said we should. The word of God says we should continue to do these things. We must not be weary in them. What should we do? We've talked about prayer, evangelism, fellowship, sharing love. Now, what, what should be our response in all this? Should we just be as we are because we say we're already doing them? Or what should be our response tonight? Or what can the church do? Of course, you know the church is not the building. The church is not this auditorium or the fellowship hall or the offices. We are the church. We people sitting here are the church. And the Bible is enjoining us tonight that we should, we should not be weary. Because we are human beings, we could be weary. Tonight, we might say that I'm not concerned, I'm not part of this church. Or some people might even say, I'm not a believer. What can I do? But you know, God is doing something that's really, really exciting in Life Gay Baptist Church. And you can be among as well. If you're not saved, tonight is a good night for you to be saved and say, yes, I want to be part of what is going on here. I want to, to continue what has been started. And I want the blessings to be, I want to be part of the people who will be a blessing to this church. You know, some people like to be blessed. But people like, some people, other people like to be a blessing. You know what? You will be a blessing if you are part of the people that are sowing good things in this church. So if you're not saved, this is an opportunity for you to say, God, I want to be part of what is going on. And I want to sow, I want to be part of the people that will sow things that will bring reward to this church. So tonight will be a good day to say, Lord Jesus, I'm going to give you my heart. If you're, if you're visiting, well, the same goes with you. You can also be a part of the people doing what God wants in this place. If you're already saved, if you're already saved on your way to heaven, you can be part of the people that are sowing good things in this church. Because even if you don't reap the reward today, some people will reap the reward later on. And if you're a sitting member of the church, you know, let us encourage ourselves tonight. Because if we are weary, somebody down the line in years to come will not be able to reward, see the reward that God has for us. You know, if you are already doing these things, I want us to be encouraged in our heart. Because these are good things that God wants to see in our church. And we should not be like, oh, I'm the only one doing that, or I'm not the only one doing this, or people are not watching me. Let's forget about whether people see us or not. God sees us, and we should be encouraged. If we've been there before, we know how it feels. Let us go back to those times where we are excited about worshiping God. We're excited about going out, preaching to others. We're excited about fellowshipping and talking about Jesus Christ to others. We're excited about praying. Whenever they call praying, don't let it be the time that you're going to sneak out of the door. Be, let it be the time that you're going to be part of the prayer meeting and the communion of saints that are going on here. Let it be the time that 
every one of us is going to be together in unity and we're going to lift up our prayers, our burdens to the Lord. You know, this is really not about us. Jesus already said, I will build my church. Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. In Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16 verse 18, Jesus said, he will build his church. It is his church. This is God's church. It is not my church. It is not Pastor David Ogoma's church. Um, we are human beings that are there. But this is the Lord's church. And he said he will build his church. The only thing is, are we going to partner with him to do what, what work he's going to do? If I leave this church today, somebody else will be here preaching to, preaching to you. None of us, nobody here is indispensable because we are human beings. And Jesus will do the work regardless. It's just for us to be part of the blessing that he's doing. You know, um, Jesus asked the question. He said, will I find faith when I come back? Will I find faith? Will Jesus find faith in this church when he comes back? He's not talking about the building, but he's talking about us. What are we going to do? You know, are we going to just sit down and say, well, I'm doing my best? Or are we going to be encouraged? The word that we've read tonight is saying, let us not be weary. Let. So there's an action word. There's a call for action. It's not just for us to know, oh, I'm not going to be weary. But it's saying, pull yourself up. Pull yourself up so that you will not be weary. Don't just drag yourself down. Don't be bogged down. This is a time where there are many changes going on. Many changes. Oh, school is closing down. Uh, this is happening. Some people are leaving and all that. Let's forget about that. But let us pull ourselves up. Because the Bible is encouraging us. We should not be weary. Let's not be weary. There are good things. There are exciting things that God is doing in our midst. We've just mentioned only four of them. There are countless things that we can talk about. We can't talk about the giving. People, a lot of, I know people give a lot in this church. There are many other things. But we've just said four things. But you know them. You know them within yourselves. That's why I said, if I ask you, what do you know about this church? Maybe you know some other things that I've not even mentioned. But let us be encouraged. As we close tonight, I just want us to look at one more verse. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And this is just talking in the same vein. The same vein to encourage ourselves. And it's the last verse of that um, chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. And it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God does not owe any man. God doesn't owe people. We are people who owe God. We owe God. We, 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 we're not we're ingrates. We are not faithful. God is always loving. But he said our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Whatever we do that's nice in this church, God is going to see it, and God knows. So tonight, let us just encourage ourselves 
Because God knows what we're doing, and he wants us to continue to do it. It's not about one time. It's about doing it often and doing it all the time. It's not about, I've done it before. It's about continuing doing it so that we will not miss the reward. It's not about, oh, it's only it's, it's me, only me. Yes, it might, be only, it might only have been you, but don't be weary. Don't be discouraged. Don't faint. Continue to do what God has put in your heart to do. There are many good things, exciting things. You cannot do it all, but maybe God has put one thing in your heart. Maybe it's only one thing or two things. But be encouraged tonight that all these things that we're doing, God sees them, and we will not miss the reward if we continue to do them. Let me put a thought in your head. I, I was talking about what happened 10 years ago when I joined the church. Some people sought what I saw 10 years ago, back in about 20 years ago, and that was why I was able to see it. In a few years to come, 20 years to come, or 10 years to come, this is our opportunity to sow some things for, 20, for people to come in 20 years to see. What are you going to sow tonight? Or what are you going to sow today? We're going towards Christmas, you know, or we're going towards the end of the year. People are making resolutions. Don't wait till the new year before you make your own resolution. Make it tonight. Make it tonight. I'm going to resolve. I'm going to continue. I'm going, I won't be tired. By God's grace, I will be encouraged. And this, this are, these are the things that God has laid in my heart. God will not lay everything in your heart. Or maybe God has laid everything in your heart. But God has laid something in your heart. I believe God is talking to, God talks to us all the time. That thing that God has laid in our heart, let us do something about it. Let's bow down our heads to pray. And just in your, in your heart tonight, you know, if you're looking for grace, you know, ask God to give you the grace. Um, the grace to do that thing that God has helped you, you know, God has put in your heart. And maybe you failed, you failed or you're feeling, I'm discouraged. Tonight, the altar is opened. Let us come back and renew our commitment to the Lord. Or even in the right day where we're sitting, let us pray in our heart and ask the Lord that you give us that commitment, that renew, renewal, so that our faint will not, our, our, our strength will not be faint. And I know that as we pray, the Lord will help us tonight.